This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. It's Friday. It's 11 o'clock. And it's time for the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show. With your host, Armish. And I want to be well. Power Station Rough Mix from the Rocket to Russia 40th anniversary set. Even though I want to cheer once again, sticking my head above the parapet. Of course, I didn't really have full-blown flu last week. Just flu-like symptoms, which prevented me from seeing Rachel Stamp on Tuesday. Although, as you can hear, just left me with a little bit of a sniffle. Yes, pity me. The way to tell 
if you've actually got flu, is the 20 quid test. If you've got a cold and you see 20 quid on the floor, you get up and pick it up. Flu, you couldn't give a flying fuck. Mind you, saying that, last Friday, Kylie Minogue could have been sitting naked at the end of my bed with a tray of pizzas and I would have mugged her off. All right, who am I trying to kid? I'd have had them thin and crispies. Here's the Ruby News, and rock and roll is dead. Down. week i got offered an ep called encore from a band called doom side of the moon now pink floyd's dark side of the moon is purported to be their greatest work for me it's animals anyway various bands over the more recent years have covered the whole thing the squirrels in 2000 with the not so dark side of the moon the flaming lits in 2009 featuring president henry rollins with dream theater playing it in its entirety live so I googled Doom Side of the Moon, uh, as I assumed at some point in the career, said band must have recorded tracks from the aforementioned down. I mean, with a name like that. Obvious. Uh, it didn't take me long to discover that, yes, the whole of the album had been covered in the middle of last year. With a name like Doom Side of the Moon, I was expecting it 
to take on a Masters of Reality film. You know, the, the Sabbath album, not the Chris Goss band. But it doesn't. The main protagonist is Carl Shutt from The Sword, along with fellow Swordites, Brian Ritchie and Sandingo Villa III, with uh, Browns out, uh, Alex Moreno, Jason Frey and Joe Cornetti. And it sounds very much like an extension of The Sword. There's nothing wrong with that per se. Uh, the Encore EP features previously unheard takes on Wish You Were Here, Have a Cigar, and uh, Animals uh, picks three different ones. To be honest, I enjoyed the EP more than the album. From Encore, here is Have a Cigar.
all right, I'll take it back. It does sound like Masters of Reality. It's been four years since Audrey Horn released their last album, Pure Heavy. But the Twin Pigs infatuated, they're not really, but it sounded good. Norwegians have just issued Blackout through Napalm Records, along with a short European mainland tour. That's right, mainland, as opposed to including the UK. Uh, to be honest, London probably would have been their only port of call. Anyway, Blackout has that classic out-of-the-correct-time-frame sound. It, if it wasn't for the up-to-date sounding production, I would have pegged the album as circa you know, late 70s, early 80s. Unlike many of their Scandinavia counterpart stroke peers, Audrey Horn have yet to acquire their own completely recognisable sound. That's not a slight on them. It's just that when I first started playing the album, I didn't immediately go, ooh, Audrey Horn. That sounds wrong. Uh, here's Satellite from Blackout. <laughs>
those wonderful people over at Doherty Water Records email me the debut self-titled album from the Scanners. Scanners with only one N. Scanners hail from Lyon in France and uh, from the look of the publicity pictures, all resplendent in white patch emblazoned denim jackets, they look like a negative version of the hip priests. Musically, yeah, not so much, but a hip priest forward stroke scanner split 7-inch would be more than welcome. The scanner's DNA consists of the Ramones, the Dickies, but draws heavily on classic fourth-dimensional synth spirits like Devo and Suicide, coupled with modern accolades like the Spits and uh, Useless Eaters. If you're quick off the mark, the band are playing the Finsbury in London tomorrow. Tomorrow being the 20th of January, future and non-rock radio UK listeners. And Brighton, the day after, unfortunately... I'll just have to make do with the album as I'm unavailable on both days. For your listening pleasure, this is I Don't Wanna Go. you hear hints of the dead Kennedys? No, just me. Uh, so yes, the hit priests on the 29th of this very month, they unleashed their first recordings of 2018 and the first to feature new drummer, DP Bomber and extra guitarist, Silent Mike. The last time the band had this many members must have been back when the lineup was Gary X-Ray, Lee Love, Fast Jimmy, Austin Rocket and Skin Time Tim back in what, 2008, 2009? Monday morning, I sent a message to Drill Sergeant Love, begging, begging him to send me a track from the new 12-inch EP, which is called No Time, open brackets, like right now, close brackets, for me to play on tonight's show, which he duly did. Even after reading Dom Daly's uber-rock review of said 12-inch, I wasn't fully prepared for just how 
good. No time, open brackets, like right now, close brackets, was. The title and opening track has trumpets, fucking trumpets. Female backing singers, female, unless the gusset in Nathan's Daisy Dukes is cutting into him. Coming in at just under a proctastic 10 minutes. No time, it's like a sweet part something the Who could have done and part something the MC5 should have done. I fucking loved it. Excuse my French. It certainly didn't seem like 10 minutes because soon as I knew it, I'm Too Good was hammering out blistering riffs with Nathan telling us just how good he was. The pedal to the metal is eased on She's a Queen, just as crunching, but with an excellent use of a single keyboard note over the chorus. DP Bomber starts off the final track, All My Rowdy Friends Are Dead, with Nathan reeling off those dearly departed that have influenced the hit priests over the years. Worryingly, along with the likes of Stiff Bater and Rob Tyner, former band members are included. I can't wait for them to play this live so I can join in the ooh yes. Over the course of their 12-year tenure, the hit priests have been getting better and better. And I mean, they were good to begin with. Criminally overlooked by the mainstream media and record labels with deep pockets. The old cliche, what doesn't kill you or make you stronger, doesn't even scratch the surface. So without further ado, sit yourself down, make yourself uncomfortable and brace yourself for 9 minutes and 55 seconds of the hit priests.
a band that have shared split singles and tours with the hit priests are the Bitch Queens. Now, I blame being under the weather for a little faux pas that I made over last weekend. I shall explain. On the Bitch Queens Facebook page, we were told to prepare ourselves for the video tour company Techno Is Dead that was coming out on the 17th immediately. I messaged the band via Facebook and, to doubly make sure, emailed their record label asking for an MP3 of Techno Is Dead. They replied very quickly to tell me I already had it as it's the last track on their current album, L-O-V-E.
The Bitch Queen's record label, Lux Noise, was also quick to respond. Fortunately, and face-saving for me, they also sent me a link to the Vibes new 7-inch, The Boogie Man. Who, like the Bitch Queen's? Swiss. The Dropbox folder contained two files, a CD single mix and the vinyl version mix. Obviously, I'm going to play the vinyl mix, even if it is still a WAV file.
up, hurry up and die. Straight after the vibes and the bogeyman, you just heard the grandmothers of death punk, Turbo Negro, and Hurry Up and Die from the band's new album, Rock and Roll Machine, which is out on the 2nd of February. As you know, I am a great fan of fan-funded albums. To date, only one campaign that I've signed up to has failed to reach its goal. Surprisingly, it was supposed to be the follow-up to the Heavy Metal Kids 2003 album, Hit the Right Button. Over the course of the last 15 years, three attempts have been made to record and release new material by the band. But not only did Lady Luck not smile at them, she whipped out her dick and pissed on them from a great height. However, it turns out that tracks from the failed fan-funded project were recorded with vocalist and guitarist Justice McConville mixing a releasable version of one of them called Let's Get It On, a song that has been in the band's recent live set. It's nigh on impossible to replicate the vocal style of classic heavy metal kid Gary Holton. To wit, Danny Peronel and John Altman didn't try, but still managed to keep an air of Gary's cheeky, chappy persona about things. Justin, on the other hand, sounds uncannily like Bon Scott. Bizarrely, Gary Holton turned down the job of replacing Bon Scott in ACD. Oh, the interconnectedness. The band are playing the Cavern Free House in Rains Park on Friday, the 2nd of February, that day again. And as it's free to get in, Londoners, we have no excuse not to go, unless you're the squirrel. He'll be in Finland seeing Michael Munro.
no one, thanks to the expense of Christmas, has much money during January. So it would be very foolish for the Eureka Machines to launch a pledge campaign for their fifth studio album, Victories, at the start of the year. Except the band aren't foolish at all, as they reached the 100% mark within four hours of it going live. Apparently... They're exploring a slightly rawer, more punk rock in your face approach this time around. As well as the aforementioned album, to celebrate the band's 10th anniversary, a double CD is also being made available of rarities called, obviously, Rarities. As the title suggests, this is a collection of unreleased rare tracks, many of which have never seen the light of day, including some weird covers, some songs that weren't quite ready in time for albums, and some very early demos a disc of covers and a disc of originals. The first time I saw the Eureka Machines was way back at the start of their career at the Water Rats near King's Cross Railway Station in March 2008, probably before the band's debut album hit the real and virtual record shops, as I picked up two promo CDs that the band was selling. There are three tracks on each, uh, Being Good Is OK, The Story Of My Life and Scream Eureka on CD Promo 1, although when I whacked it onto iTunes, the title of the CD was daddy's song promo cd2 which thankfully according to itunes was called promo2 uh, we had red wine smile going down and the bigger they are the harder they fall all of which apart from the bigger they are found their way onto the do or die album from promo cd2 this is the bigger they are the harder they fall whether it finds its way onto the rarities cd remains to be seen
to mention that as soon as you pledge for victories you immediately get the t- Yorkshire EP of four covers. Talking to Pledge Music, The Professor and the Madman's new album, Disintegrate Me, that you may have heard me vaguely mention, features Sean Elliott, Alfie Agnew, Rat Scabies and Paul Gray, is available to pre-order from Pledge Music although I'm getting quick as the fully signed vinyl and CDs are flying out the door. As well as Nightmare and Electro-Convulsive Therapy, tracks that I've already played, I'm pleased to say I can now play you a third, as the video to Space Walrus was unleashed onto YouTube on Wednesday, which I'm sure you've already seen, as I shared it on all of my social media accounts. Yeah, all two of them. Six, five, four, three, two, one.
Well, that's it for another week. Thanks for taking the time to tune in, and I hope that some of the tunes that I played stirred something inside of you. Unfortunately, the only thing stirring inside of me at the moment is the dirty donner I had five hours ago. Until next week, take it easy. (laughs) 